0: will feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today we're going to talk about the SECURE Act and we're going to find out what the SECURE Act is from Elton Skipper. Elton is a qualified plan specialist with Northwestern Mutual. So, Elton, welcome. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks, Lynn. Happy to be here.
0: Well, we all want to be secure, and I know that the government is here to help us be secure, right? So they passed the SECURE Act. What's that all about?
1: I know. Isn't that a great name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love
0: it. Yeah, um, they're, they're here to I'm from the government, and I'm here to help you. I get it.
1: Yes. So the SECURE Act stands for setting every community up for retirement enhancement right the government loves to make these
0: uh, setting very every community ways. up for retirement <laughs> enhancement
1: enhancement and it's actually really exciting so it was passed by the house on December 17th passed by the senate on December 19th and then signed into you know into law by president trump uh, at the very end of 2019
0: so it is and It is in effect now? It took effect? It is
1: in effect now. It is, it is up and it is running. And it's pretty exciting. There's a lot of changes that are happening. All of them seem to be pretty good. We were excited and we were pretty surprised about how soon some of the changes were happening. Meaning for us as qualified plan specialists, it kind of changes our calendar for the 2020 plan year, uh, but in a good way for plan sponsors current plan sponsors and anybody who's looking to set up a plan. So there's a few things that I'd like to talk about. Basically, the big one, right, the big change that's happening, what's what's changing for companies and plan sponsors, and then what's changing for participants.
0: Yeah, let's sort of take it in two bites. Let's talk about, as a plan sponsor, what does the SECURE Act mean to me?
1: Okay, so as a plan sponsor, so Anybody who owns a company, right, it's a trustee of a 401k plan, the big one, the big change that the SECURE Act is setting up is what's called an open MEP, or an open multiple employer plan. Associate General Contractors know a lot about MEPs because we have one right now in the AGC of Missouri.
0: Right. We started our uh, association MEP at the beginning of 2019.
1: Yep, yeah, and it's not, it's not even the only one, right? There's AGC MEPS and, and Texas and, and Houston and Louisiana, so there's quite a few of them. But basically well, how they work is that a group of employers who have some sort of nexus, so they're all part of an association, can combine their assets in the retirement plan and get better pricing, better service, right, increased efficiencies, right. and it helps the plan grow. Now, those were only available to people who had a sort of nexus. Now, with the SECURE Act, starting in 2021, so this is one of those things that's kind of put off for a year, they're going to have open MEPs, or what they like to call PEPs, pooled employer plans. So there's no longer the need to have this nexus for you to be able to participate in, a.k.a. a map. Now, what does that mean for a plan sponsor? That means potentially lower cost. The big one is decreased barriers to starting a plan for small employers. That's really where the government's trying to get with the SECURE Act to make it really easy for people to start these type of plans. You hope to get increased efficiencies when you join a larger type pooled plan. Now, what's really going to be interesting over the next two to five years is how Large financial institutions might start competing directly with advisors, right, or consultants.
0: Right. That Meaning, they would put together a PEP on their own?
1: Exactly. So you might have your Fidelities of the world or your John Hancocks of the world basically say, hey, we have a PEP, a pooled employer plan. And because it's open to anybody, you're welcome to come join us. Now, as a plan sponsor, you need to be really confident in your ability to understand how your plan works and what's best for your employees because your consultative services are probably going to be less, right? This just this happens when you have these giant-type plans, right? Mm-hmm. So as, as a plan sponsor, if you're part of an association, which everybody here is, you're going to have three choices in the next two to five years. You're either going to choose to remain independent, to have your plan the way it is, have total control over it, know everybody who's involved in it, hire and fire your advisor very easily, right? You can either do that. You can join a PEP. You'll start getting phone calls from these people, right? (laughs) Wanting to join a pooled employer plan.
0: Here come the mailings.
1: Yes. And it's going to be great for some people, right? Or you can join a MEP. So, you're pretty fortunate in that you have three different options, right? There's a lot of people who are part of association who will still only have two options, remain independent or join a PEP. If you're not a part of association, you'll have two options, remain independent or join a PEP. But if you're part of an association that sponsors a MEP, you are automatically got a leg up on everybody because now you have three options.
0: Based on that, I would think that if you're part of a MEP, a multi-employer pension plan that, There's a little more security in that because you're dealing with businesses that are in the same business line you're in, that if you get in one of these larger pools, you can kind of get lost in the shuffle, and I would think that'd be a little more difficult to sort of get your arms around or have any uh, customization or any ability to really manage it.
1: That's exactly right. I think the MEP is, is, for the most part, you want to compare all three, right? But I think the MEP is going to be your clear winner in most situations. One, they've been around longer, right? MEPs have been around for a long, long time. And record keepers are familiar with how to manage them. PEPs, those are going to be brand new. So although they should have the around the exact same rules, it's going to be brand new. Record keepers are going to have to learn how to manage those. And then just exactly what you said, when you're in a MEP, you're in with the people you work with the people you see quarterly, at the meetings, the people who are doing the same type of work you're doing, you all really have the same goals in mind. So that is, I think, a huge benefit to being able to to use a MAP. So those are the big, that's the big one that's happening with the SECURE Act. Open MAPS, or in this case, they're called PEPs, Pulled Employer Plan. That's any, uh, the type of information you're going to see a lot of.
0: Any other changes for the sponsors besides that new oh. structure?
1: Oh, Yeah. So there's some really great incentives uh, that the SECURE Act is setting up for plan sponsors. The government has has noticed that there's a few things that they can do to help encourage savings, and they're really pushing for that in this act. They don't want to be paying Social Security forever, right? They don't want people relying on Social Security, and that's the only thing they're relying on. So some of these things, some of these changes help with that. One of them is going to affect any plan that has an auto-enrollment the auto-escalation amount is increasing from 10% to 15%. So any plans out there currently that have auto-escalation, uh, which is a, a feature that's becoming more and more common, you'll need to review your plan document and decide whether or not you're going to amend it to allow for the increased es- escalation. That's really not going to affect a ton of plans, maybe 10 to 15%. Okay. The really big one that I think is, is, is actually really neat is that if you are a small employer so somebody with less than 100 employees and you're looking at starting a plan the government used to give you a tax credit of about $500 a year for the first 3 years so a tax credit and a good thing not a tax deduction a tax credit mm-hmm. which is even better so about 1500 bucks that's increasing to up to $15,000 so if you have the right amount of employees and you want to start a new plan you could get a tax credit from the government of $15,000 spread out over 3 years.
0: And that would apply if I start a new plan as an independent plan or get into a MEP or get into a PEP.
1: That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. that's correct. So, um, that's a really uh, exciting thing for us. I mean, we talk to a lot of new companies who who want to start a plan but maybe the cost you know, it, the startup plan costs extra. You know, you got to write the document. you got to right. do a few other things. So the startup cost is normally twice as much as the annual fees. And so for people to be able to get that sort of extra tax credit, and in this case the tax credit is probably going to cover every bit of your cost, which is a huge, huge deal. So that's exciting.
0: Nice help. What about for the participant side of things? What about for the person who's pulling money out of their check and putting it into their 401K every Paycheck. What what are the implications of the Secure Act for them?
1: Yeah, two two big changes. Well, actually, three really. You can now contribute to an IRA even if you're older than seventy and a half, which previously you couldn't do that. So the government realized people are working longer and they need some sort of savings vehicle. So you can still contribute to an IRA if you're over seventy and a half. And the even bigger one is your required minimum distribution is now going from the age of 70 and a half, this is when you have to take money out of your retirement plan or your IRA, right? Mm-hmm. It's going from 70 and a half to 72 years old. And in fact, I was talking to a participant in middle of December before this bill passed and he was turning 70 and a half in 2020. So he calls me and he's like, hey, I need to, uh, I need to start setting up my RMD. And I've said, well, you don't have to worry about it till next year and we'll set you up then, right? You don't want to do it this year because you're going to pay extra taxes. And then I called him back after this act changed, you know, a week ago, and said, hey, guess what? You get to wait two more years. And i like, great, I'm still working. So that works for me, right?
0: That extra so flexibility big... is nice. That's really nice.
1: Yes. Yeah, you can go out to uh, RMDs, don't start till you're 72 now. So that's a, that's a big one. Uh, a couple other ones, penalty-free withdrawals if you're going to do a birth. Uh, I'm sorry, that's like, that says it very weird, right? If you're going to have a child or you're going to make an adoption, You can now take a penalty-free withdrawal from your 401k plan, up to $5,000. That's a big one for the government. They see a a decrease in birth rates, and they want to encourage people to have more children (laughs) so they can eventually tax those children. So they want to get people financially secure to do that. Mm -hmm. There's a couple smaller ones. The kiddie tax is being reduced. They're going to extend. They're basically getting rid of stretch IRAs. Those are more for estate planning issues that are going to affect people personally, um, a small percentage of people, right? But those are things that they need to be aware of.
0: Now, if I want to go online somewhere and read about this or get some resources, this podcast has piqued my information, and I'd like to get deeper into this. Where would I
1: go? Yeah, it's as simple as uh, basically googling <laughs> Google everything now, right? Right. So, googling the Secure Act, the IRS.gov website currently doesn't have any a really good article yet. Um, I was actually checking it uh, this week and, and today to find a, a good article from there. They haven't put anything up yet. But if you just Google uh, the Secure Act, Davis Harmon put out a really good one. The first one that you see on, like, Investopedia is a good one. Forbes put out another good one. But those are really, you can just Google it and, and see some good information.
0: So the Secure Act is, in effect, it helps plan sponsors by helping them provide an additional additional tax incentive or tax credit for them to go ahead and start one. It also, for the participants, provides more flexibility on when they need to withdraw and also some of these other bells and whistles having to do with children or those sort of things. So overall, it's an improvement. You don't really see a downside to it.
1: No, I think it's great. I think they did a really good job there's a couple things in the act that are buried a little bit deeper. And, and all in all, there's you can go through about a 26-page report on all the different changes. Uh, we talked about the ones that I think affect people the most. There's a couple things they, they decided to do with annuities that, that might come may become an issue in the future. Uh, but it, I think it's all in the good, uh, good nature for the participants. So we're excited. We're very, very excited in our industry.
0: So, in fact, we are more secure with the SECURE Act.
1: You could say that, yeah. You could say that for sure.
0: There's a first time for everything, right?
1: <laughs> they got this one right. Well, that's really great. That's right.
0: great. Well, Eldon, thank you so much for helping us understand what the SECURE Act is all about. Thank you for the help that you and Northwestern Mutual have done with putting together the multi-employer pension plan for AGC of Missouri. I know that folks who want to learn more about that can visit our website, or can reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so the best way to reach me is my direct line. It's eight one seven seven one three two three six nine eight one seven seven one three two three six nine. You can also feel free to email me at Elton E L T O N dot R as in Robert dot skipper at NM dot com.
0: thank you so much. You're welcome, Lynn Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.